to Player to be Named Later, a Dugout Dish podcast, and I'm your host, Chelsea Ladd. May your days, may your days, may your days be merry and bright, and may all your Christmases be What's up, everyone? It is Christmas Eve Eve, and I could not be more excited about this. I don't know about you, but Christmas is my favorite holiday. Everything about Christmas is amazing to me. The the getting together with family, the giving of gifts, Christmas lights, Christmas, just everything. Christmas cookies, Christmas pies, Christmas... I sound like Buddy the Elf, but I've been this way since I was little. Like, I would straight up start wrapping presents with, like, beach towels, like, random things. I would grab a VHS and just be like, Mom, I'm going to pretend it's Christmas. I would, like, set them under one of our fake trees in our house, you know, that 90s hip thing where they had fake trees. I don't know. Anyways, needless to say... What a better way to do this week's episode than base it around Christmas. We've got a lot of fun stuff for this episode, and that includes Kaylin returning as an official co-host to Player to be Named Later. I don't know about you, but I'm so hype about that because I've been riding solo most of this year and without special guest appearances, it gets a little lonely when you're doing a pod by yourself. So without further ado, this is Player to be Named Later, a Dugout Dish podcast, and Merry Christmas. I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday and that Santa brings you everything your heart has desired this year. We've almost made it through 2020, and may we all be blessed to finish this year out safely and healthy. So, as I mentioned previously, Kaylin has returned. And how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm happy that I signed my free agent contract with Player to Be Named Later. <laughs> now, what about cash? Am I going to get some cash considerations for this? or? No, I signed a contract with you. You oh, pay man. me. Oh, I don't have any money, though. We'll figure it out. Okay. What if I feed you in, like, pizza or something? We pay you in pizza. Not feed you in pizza. No, I want both now. (laughs) 
So we're going to air some grievances on the 2020 baseball season and, well, simply just the year 2020. Um, Major League Baseball, in my opinion, they are killing any chance they have at a younger generation enjoying the game. And if you ask me, they're kind of killing the older generation's love of the game. It's kind of a lose-lose situation and Manfred's kind of, you know, drowning in it. How do you feel? I guess you could say the lose-lose uh, in thinking of bat flips. The younger generation loves the bat flips. They're telling the players don't do the bat flips. And then the older generation hates the bat flips. They're being told not to do the bat flips, but they're doing the bat flips anyway. Yeah. So. Kind of like, you know, the White Sox, they're a really exciting team to watch. They're very young. Tim Anderson is one of the bat flip kings, and yet Tony Larusa has said time and time again he he doesn't like that. So, you know that's gonna be a interesting sight to see next year when Tim hits that first home run and flips that bat, and Tony puts the bottle down finally and yells at him. I wouldn't count on it. I wouldn't either. That's just how it goes. Also, you know. They had a really big opportunity to come back before any other professional sport. And we saw independent leagues come back before Major League Baseball, which was hard to explain to some people. Well, why is such and such, you know, why are they getting to play? But my favorite MLB team, they're just sitting here on their thumbs. They're greedy. They're this, they're that. And, you know, a lot of it was necessary you know a lot of players were concerned for their safety and that's understandable we're in the middle of a global pandemic that's still raging on but the owners continued to yell about money and this and that and if you've read my picture list piece you know how insane it got right before they finally just said okay we're in now if they would have just simply changed a few things, did a little something different, they could have came back before anybody. And, you know, primetime television, people were at home. Of course they were going to tune into baseball. America needed America's pastime. And I've said that from the get-go. And yet other sports came back before and then they're crying well, why are our ratings on television down? Why is this down? Why is that down? You had a perfect moment to be the shining star and yet, you know, kind of just fell. Yeah, I mean, I would have loved to watch some games during the pandemic a little bit more. I know me and you personally got the opportunity to watch a lot of playoff games, but yes. we had that much free time before the playoffs yeah. started as well, and nothing was really getting played or very little. Um, I don't think too many players sat out, so it would have still been mm-hmm. very exciting, very competitive, and it would have potentially set the tone for other sports as opposed to having to take following of everybody else, showing them how to play in a crowd, or sorry, not a crowd, an empty crowd. Yeah you know, an empty stadium and how to be in the dugout and by your teammates and wearing your mask 
while you're on the bench mm-hmm. and everything like that. They could have set the precedent for it, but instead they just kind of came off as followers. They did. They came off as greedy, shallow followers. And it it breaks my heart to think about because a lot of people are all like, oh, baseball's dying. Well, of course, baseball has been dying since the day of its creation. It's like a human. It, it That's what happens. But luckily it's just, you know, continued to survive. And I remember being concerned at the beginning when they shut down Major League Baseball and they were unsure of everything because at that moment, little Miss Rona hadn't shown her full-blown extra self, you know? Like, it was kind of like, mm. They played during, you know, the two wars. They they played during the Spanish flu. They, they played during the TB outbreak. You know, it it never stopped, but it stopped this time. And that worried me because I didn't know how it was going to come back. You know, whenever there's a stoppage of something you love, whether it's a sport, whether it's a TV show, whether it's work, there's always that. Will it come back from this? And of course, it came back. Everyone was, you know, somewhat happy. The Dodgers won. It was kind of like a perfect ending to... What everybody's offseason was last year, of course, you know, the Dodgers were upset because the Astros had won the World Series in 17 and that was the year they could have won it. But the Astros cheated, banged on a few Oscar the Grouches and, you know, it was it was a rough offseason last year. Not as rough as this one because, you know, everyone's crying poor and just the the free agency market is disgustingly awful. It's like, you know, it's just sad. It, it's like a trash can. Nobody's banging it, though. Well, time to be a free agent right now. Yeah. That's why I signed early. I'm proud of you. You're made smart. A good decision. And you're not, you know, just, you know. The finances weren't there for this deal either, but I figured I better pull the trigger. That's true. The finances were not there. But that's all right, because Christmas is here. And instead of a multi-million dollar contract, you get a bunch of Christmas presents from me. I'll accept it. Okay. So another thing that has bothered me this year is how people kind of downgrade independent baseball. And yes, I know these guys, they some of them have never played you know, with a, a major league club, minor league club, they've never done that. But that does not mean they're not good baseball players. You know, a lot of people say, oh, what's this partner league? Oh, they're just, this is ridiculous. That's just this, that, and all these, you know, I've just, I've seen a lot of it on social media, especially since major league baseball, the frontier league, the American Association and the Atlantic League have all, you know, partnered up. And it's even more upsetting when you see people who actually write for bigger news outlets and they're kind of downgrading and dis- disapproving of this. I I hope maybe with 2021 people can get out, see independent baseball, understand what it is. And not just look at it as Uncle Brad and Uncle Chad are going on Sunday to play, you know, beer league softball. Right. I mean, it's definitely no beer league out there. A lot of those players are extraordinarily talented. 
Um, and they're definitely more talented than what you're probably used to seeing yeah. other than on TV. Oh, yeah. Like, unless you're by a major league team or at least a double A team, I would I would venture to say that most indie ball teams would compete very well, at least at the single A level, if not higher. I know uh, a lot of times they do compare certain indie leagues to double A, triple A equivalents. Yeah. So I would say most of them would compete with affiliate, oh, just absolutely. not at the major league and probably triple A level. Yeah. A but lot of them, a lot of them are, you know, actually from single A and double A. They've just kind of either gotten injured or, you know, something happened, something went wrong. But I agree. There's so much talent within those leagues. And even the Atlantic League was, when it was created, the creator wanted the league to have AAA standards. And if you watch an Atlantic League game, you can see that. Hands down. Mm-hmm. So those are my grievances. I don't know if Kaylin has any grievances, but those are mine. You've pretty much covered anything that I grieve about. See, this is why we get along so well. We don't grieve much. We don't. We only grieve over, like, baseball and Harry Potter. True. That's it. Dobby. Why you gotta be like that? Why you gotta bring that up on Christmas Eve Eve? We should move on. We should. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen Comet and Cupid and Donna and Blitzen So we asked you what your Christmas list is for baseball. And here's what you had to say. Universal DH and Bauer to San Diego. How do you feel about that? Uh, That sounds good to me. Bauer to San Diego? Sure. Why not? Okay. What about the... I like him on the West Coast, actually. Okay. Maybe Seattle. Maybe. What about DJ LeMayhew returning to the Yankees? No, I don't like that. You don't like that? Not a fan. I want him in St. Louis. I think he'd be good in a Red Sox uniform. Uh, well, Go full circle. You know, he would be. We need that. I, I agree. Speaking of the Red Sox, a lot of people want and have so many Red Sox wishes, like, you know, getting back into contention and signing pitchers. How do you feel about that one? I think they could definitely do it. I mean, you don't go from winning the World Series to the worst team in baseball to winning the World Series again. Mm-hmm. You know, easy. So, I think they were the third worst team this year. So about that, yeah. I'm hopeful. I believe. I mean, seeing them do that, seeing them win a championship, coming last, and then win a championship will always give me hope that there's not going to be like this long, ongoing rebuilding process, mm-hmm. like what the Astros had to go through. I guess. For the Astros' sake, it was worth it. Yeah. But I just saw a graph the other day, and the Astros were the worst team in baseball, or were at least bottom two five straight seasons. Oof. That is... That's insane. That can kill a fan base. That's some Tigers nonsense. And then, you know, they started getting good, but even then it took them... They had to go on a rise, yeah. and it took a few years to actually reach their you know, World Series and their pinnacle that they're on right now. But I would I would rather always have a chance. Yes. And if it took one year of being horrible, 
I'll take it, but not five. <laughs> and Alex Cora is back. That's good. I mean, I'm 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 pleased with that. I'm happy. I'm happy. You know, he he did help them win a World Series. You know, he's very diver- deserving. I feel like the fan base is very happy that he's returned. So, you know, hopefully those Red Sox wishes will come true. Um, a lot of people want to be able to go to games in person and attend them safely. And I know that's on my wish list. I think it's going to happen. I don't think it'll start that way or they'll do, you know, very few fans. Yeah. So I don't know if that would be worth the ticket price or anything like that necessarily. But to some to some people, it would be. And I think we'll be back at max capacity at some point next season. I really hope so, because I want to go to St. Louis with you. That would be nice. And I want to, you know, drag my dad to Atlanta. Right. I'm trying to get to Boston for you both, but that one takes a little more thought. A little more planning. A little more planning. We'll figure it out. And also, speaking of Atlanta... We, we we see that someone wants tickets to the future game and the MLB draft that will be held in Atlanta. So I'm right there with them. I would like that. That would be fun. I hope you get those tickets, whoever put that. Me too. Um, also, a new GM for the Tigers and an owner willing to spend money. Are you sure he wasn't talking about the Cardinals? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, that's just a similar complaint that the Cardinals yeah, fans yes, have. Yes, like I, I could see that with both teams, and you know, despite the Tigers being very, very low on on the pole, and the Cardinals are always on top, they're they're very similar with their ownership. Right. So I I hope and pray that you know maybe one day they'll stop. Saying they have no money. It's kind of like that movie. Help me, I'm poor. Exactly. Well, uh, as opposed to the Cardinals, the Cardinals must just, I believe they just draft better. I'm sure yeah. it's a very similar scenario. And they don't want they don't want to spend the money either, but they just draft better. I know that the Cardinals are very a next man up mm-hmm. program. They're Unless you're when, a catcher. <laughs> exactly. Well, they might be. They we might just be. And had, had the chance to find out, but at all their other positions, somebody goes down, somebody comes up that I personally have never heard of, mm-hmm. and they typically just tear it up. Oh yeah. And I, unfortunately, I guess the Tigers just don't have that same sort of. They luck. don't. I mean, they're going to have Spencer Torkelson coming up, and that's exciting. But it's it's been rough. Mm-hmm. So, also speaking of Bauer, he's on here twice. Hmm. Um, the Blue Jays. That's a wish for them to pick up Trevor Bauer. Well, that's another country for you, Kaylin. Canada. Canada. I like it. Oh, Canada. Anyways. It's I'm, got a nice ring to it. It does. Blue Jays and Bauer. Bauer and a Blue Jay sitting in a tree. Anyways, before I embarrass myself anymore. A left-handed power hitter at third base for the Cardinals and for Harrison Bader to... uh. Be better. That's oddly specific. That is very oddly. And I don't know what you're wishing for. You already have Matt Carpenter. The man. The, the third ba- left-handed hitting third baseman. The myth. And. The legend. He hit a couple home runs last year. He did. He actually looked a lot better last year than he did in 2019. 
And, you know, he did apologize in January to the entire fan base. He was disgusted with how he played in 19. And I don't think he got a fair chance to redeem himself this year, of course, in 60 games. Well, I know we're just beating our head against the wall trying to figure out who is a left-handed power hitter that typically plays third base without looking it up. We tried to do it without looking it up, and we were. Did you come up with somebody? I didn't. No, I, I I didn't. I mean, we can obviously look up that kind of stuff, but I was trying to figure out or see if we could figure out exactly who he was talking about. And Not I guess, even Nolan Arenado. That's where my mind went. Like Matt Chapman or Nolan Arenado, and I was like, wait a minute, they they bat on the wrong side. Yeah, it's not good enough for this guy. Hmm. But as long as Harrison Bader gets better, I guess we can make do. We can make do. Maybe Harrison. No, he's he bats right. Hmm. Tommy Tommy Edmonds a switch hitter. There Perfect. we go, baby. Move him to third. Um. Speaking of fun in the infield, Francisco Lindor to the Twins. I think the Twins are a young, exciting team. They are. I, I don't think they're quite on the Padres, White Sox spectrum. But, but they're um, fun. Yeah. And they have Josh Donaldson, the bringer of rain. Yup. And he Is, plays for the Twins. He does. And he's amazing. Okay. Yeah. I think he had a decent year last year. He didn't. He did better with the Braves. That's what I thought. That's why. And I'm I'm very sad about that because I wish he was still on the Braves. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. He'll be old and gray, but maybe they'll sign him. There we go. You never know. Um, Getting minor league teams back and towns that lost them. Well, that just hurts my heart. We lost one. We did lose one in our in our beloved yeah. Kentucky. In Paducah. And in Paducah. In 1940. And 1940. We had a double A team. And you played on that field. I did. And we met at that field. We did. That field is very important. We did. I'm just kidding. Yeah, (laughs) it is. But I just wanted to point that out. I I would like it. I think I would. I think Paducah could hold a minor league team. Oh, absolutely. For my friends that have worked in minor league baseball, Paducah is definitely not the smallest or um, has the least amount of people of the towns that get minor league clubs. Mm-mm. And people here do love baseball. I mean, and there's Brooks Stadium, or they could completely build a new out, you know, in West Paducah. They could. And with, we have to drive to Southern Illinois about 50 minutes to an hour to get to the closest professional baseball. And then and Evansville's then, about two hours. Right. And then if we wanted to get to the closest affiliate ball, that's... Either Nashville, Nashville, and then if we Memphis. wanted to get to the biggest or the closest MLB, it's three and a half hours. Yep. So two, uh, two and a half. If my dad's driving, you'll learn. Okay. Next year. All right. Surely, especially if the Braves are in town, he'll zoom, zoom, zoom. Perfect. I promise that. And my cousin wants a Brewers hitty, hoodie. What's a hitty? I know, but I don't want it. <laughs> My cousin does, in fact, want a Brewers hoodie. I gave her her first Brewers shirt. She has a Brewers jersey. Um, I don't know if she knows about Ben Gamble or not, but that might make her sad. Anyways, if Tyler, her fiance, is listening to this, which I doubt, please buy Courtney a Brewers hoodie. Thank you, and I'll see you at some point. 
to remind you of this. Not even for Christmas, just buy her one. Um, Also, another wish is for non-affiliated teams to not go under. That was a lot of negatives. That is a lot of negatives. Explain yourself, Chelsea. Well, it says for no non-affiliated teams to go under. Kind of like... (laughs) Explain it to our audience. So, there are a lot of teams that were minor league affiliated up until this month. And right now, they're kind of floundering. They don't know where they're going to end up next. They don't know if they're going to be a, you know, summer league team for college kids. They don't know if they're going to be an indie league team. And, hey, they don't know. They might get picked up by a major league affiliate, you know, team next year. True. I don't know what happened to my words at that moment, but... So for this person, they would like to see all the teams that were cut and a part of the evil Manfred MLB plan to, you know, stay, stay upright. And I'm, I'm with them. I'm always going to be a proponent for more baseball, not less. Oh, absolutely. And a playoff berth for the 2021 Mariners. Go Evan White. Yeah. That's pretty much all I got to say on that one. Well, I do like him. Yeah. I don't know much about the Mariners in general, but I'm an Evan White fan. Yeah. How can you not be? So, go Mariners. You know, I don't really know what else is going on with them right now, but I need to look into that, huh? I'm more I'm more on the southern, eastern hemisphere on my team's. Yes, hemisphere. <laughs> it's not hemisphere, it's coast. You got it. Got it. <laughs> and DHs for everyone. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Did you put that as the first and last one on the list? No, this purpose? is how it this is how I like topped it all up. Is the last like, one you? No, surprisingly. Is the first one? No. Okay. I wouldn't want Bauer and Anywhere. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Speaking of that, did you see he won the baseball Twitter person of 2020? I think Rob Friedman should have won. Yeah. You know, I would have liked to see Alex Fast with Pitcher List. Okay. Was he? He was on there. He, on he lost in the first round, but we still love uh-huh. Alex. Hey, that's something. That's also one of, you know, he's, he makes sure. How I, big was the bracket? Well, the bracket pretty much outside of Jessica Kleinschmidt and Alex Fast and maybe a few other people was rather, if you ask me, kind of. Well, like what, 32? I think so, yes. Okay. So, if you ask me, Santa's going to be pretty busy with all those wishes tomorrow night. Yeah, good luck with that, elves. Poor elves. Poor, poor elves. So, as for me, I would like my teams to, you know, not flounder in the postseason. And that's that's not a Marlins joke. That's just, it never fails. Whenever any of my teams that I like gets banked in the postseason, the team that did the whooping ends up winning the World Series. Like, think about it. The Nationals swept the Cardinals. And the Dodgers, well, it wasn't easy for them. But they still did a number on the Braves this year, and both teams went to went on to win it all. 
I'm sad about that. So close, but no cigar. Maybe next year. Maybe. I'd also like the Cardinals to not do Cardinal-like things. And, you know, for the Steve Cohen era of the Mets to be the resurgence of the Miracle Mets. For Dansby Swanson to be more appreciated at shortstop. You know, and for Tony La Russa to put the bottle down. And for the Tigers to stop letting me and Daniel Norris down. Also for Daniel Norris to have a really good season because, you know, it's kind of, it's been up and down Mm -hmm. for him. But it'd be like that. What about you? What's your baseball Christmas wish? Let's see. Well, I want all of the players that I have personally had the opportunity to meet to have a good season, regardless of what level they're playing at, not just MLB, but, you know, indie ball and minor league as well. So uh, good luck to all of you guys. And I hope that the Mets and the Braves produce quality content this year. I have a feeling that they will, but that's a big wish of mine. Oh, I like those wishes. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to have some Christmas edition edition questions. Okay. Are you ready for those? Let's hear it. Well, I've. When we come back, you'll hear them. I'm focused. Get in the zone. We'll be back. Santa baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me. We're back with Christmas questions. They're not baseball questions, just simply Christmas questions. Are you ready? Let's hear it. All right. The first one. What is your favorite Christmas movie? I'm going to have to go with Home Alone. And it took a break for a while and it was Elf. But then when Macaulay Culkin, however you say that, came out with his that commercial Uh where he reenacted the whole at home by yeah. himself skit, I think that that sparked That it. was pretty great. That was that was quality. If you haven't seen it, you should look it up. YouTube that. Um, mine, well, of course, I'm literally like Christmas Chelsea Claws. So I have a lot of them that I love and adore. But my favorite is White Christmas. And that's the first Christmas movie we watched this year. And you were like, what is this? And I'm like, it's the best not only was it the first one we watched this year, it looked like it was the first one ever made. Now listen, there's older ones. I just didn't sucker you into watching those. We did not watch Polar Express, Ugh. nor did we watch any Christmas Carol. We're going we're going Well, we watched Scrooge. We watched Scrooge. So we did Okay, never mind. I mean, we could still do Jim Carrey's Christmas a Christmas Carol. Time's which, running short, Chelsea. I know, and that one freaked me out the first time I saw it. Okay. I own it, though. You're a confusing gal. Well, I mean, what can I say? Also, there's runners-up for A Christmas Story, Love Actually, and Christmas Vacation. All quality. All quality. So, what was your favorite present you ever received as a kid? Oh, my. Um... I did get my Nintendo 64. 
And if you've also ever seen the YouTube video of the kid screaming about his new Nintendo 64. That's Kayla. That was pretty close. And I still have it. And uh, that was big. And then I think my sophomore year, I got a new Revo Rawlings glove. And I thought it was awesome because it was supposedly specifically made for pitchers and third basemen. Mm-hmm. And that's what I played. And I was like, wow, this is for me. And I did. I used that glove for three years. I mean, it was it was pricey. So that was that was kind of the Christmas that year. But it was worth it. It was I definitely it for worth a long it. time. I got an N64 for Christmas one year. I wonder if we got it the same year. Uh, I got mine in 99. I think I got mine in 2000. Well, we're close. Mm-hmm. Close, but, you know. I know I was not five. I was eight. So that just showed our age. Anyways, um, my I can't decide on mine because like my grandpa, even though it was a family gift, he got us a video camera. And while well, you've seen some of my home movies that have survived over the years and I kind of, you know, took it over, mm-hmm. I made it mine and I would still be using it if it worked. I would be like actually recording these podcasts through that. I don't know how, but I would because that's just how I roll or the drum set that my parents begged my grandfather not to get because I was seven years old and they were like. Why does a seven-year-old need a full-blown adult drum set? Well, I needed it. Because why not? I needed it to play along to the Grease and Grease 2 soundtracks. I think if you ever decide to post any of your old home videos that you filmed yourself, I think you need to put a disclaimer on if anybody is easily seasick. You know... For when you're filming. It's not my fault that... My dad would like, you know, put the zoom on and then hand it to me. It's all my dad's fault. Guaranteed. I think it was upside down half of this half of the film. I was a very, you know, I was I was a, I, I, I was a child. I had to look away. Uh well, I have to look away most of the time on those because I'm embarrassing myself. Those are the only parts I like. Yeah, me singing the Titanic theme song near the Christmas tree. There's a lot of good good stuff in there, just not when you're filming. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. most recently, probably, well, you know, you said your glove, so I, I can go back and my ringer cleats, I still have them. Yeah. That was a great purchase. It was for pictures and, you know, it helped me not continuously destroy my cleats with the way I would drag my foot when right. I pitch. So, you know. They're maybe 15 years old now, but still in tip-top shape. I only fell apart once. And most recently, Kaylin's favorite cat in the entire world, my cat Effie. I got her for Christmas in 2012. I did not know that you got Effie for Christmas, but it makes sense. Yep. she Well, she came a few weeks before Christmas, but she was a Christmas present. I think you should give Effie to me for Christmas. Okay. That's what I want. But she comes with a, a package deal. Louis, Never mind. Louis comes with her. Okay. Okay. And what is your most memorable Christmas memory? No oh my. I actually remember a Christmas 
I guess it's actually kind of funny. My biggest Christmas memory, I don't remember a single thing I got, but I remember my dad had to work and he always had to go in at like five in the morning. So we did our Christmas. It's on it's on film, like how you guys did it. I was probably seven, eight, nine in that age range. And we did Christmas at four AM. Oof. And I remember being like, Wow <laughs> at like everything because like I just couldn't like I don't remember a single specific thing that I got. I just remember that we did the whole shebang. At four o'clock in the morning. That's amazing. Before my dad went to work. And then I remember at my grandparents' house, um, one year I helped Santa. And then the next year I was afraid of Santa. So it kind of in the reverse <laughs> order that you were supposed <laughs> to go. So I don't I don't know why. That makes me feel better about telling my parents that Santa couldn't come in our house. So I would make them like leave my presents on the front step. Which it worked because my mom would work midnights at the hospital then. So she would come home and, you know, oh, look what Santa dropped off. It it, it flowed. It worked. But I will never forget when I was like four years old, I begged my parents for this dopey from Disney. It was this really big, giant doll. And it was at the Disney store for like too much money, if you ask me. They spent all of it. Like, that was my big gift that year. And I opened it Christmas morning. I screamed and I cried and I threw it and I ran to my parents' bedroom and, like, hid under the covers screaming. And my parents were like, what is wrong, Chelsea? What is wrong? You wanted this doll. I didn't realize that when it laid down, its eyes closed. And when it shot back up, its eyes opened. And that, like, terrified me. Like, I ruined Christmas morning. And my dad still likes to bring up hey remember when you uh suckered me into that dopey doll and then you didn't like it and didn't touch it for two months it was actually in one of those pictures i showed you it was on that christmas that your mom decided to never throw away a receipt yep that was the day and i don't blame her that was the that was that fateful day I have a lot of weird memories, like the time my dad, like we were at my grandpa's and he accidentally backed into my aunt's or my cousin's brand new car. And he's such a, you know, he he's such a jokester. He walked in, he's like, oh, I hit her car. And none of us believed him. Yeah, he actually had backed into her car. Right. That's only a joke that he says three times a day for those listeners. Yes. Somebody accidentally hit somebody's car. Three times a day. How many times does he hit your car jokingly? Every day. Every day. Even when my car's not there. Yep. He's like, oh, just hit Kaylin's car. And I'll be like, oh, that's funny because, you know. And ever since your mom got her new car. Oh, man. Her car gets hit by everything. The mailman, the neighbors, me, mostly me. Mostly you. And mostly him. Yep. She loves that car. Walked into it, hit it, tree fell on it, acorns hit it. I can hear him now. Kim, boy, just backed into your car. I'm like sitting in the house, like upstairs. Yeah. Like been been in the house yeah. for an hour. Never fails. And let's see. I got one more memory. Uh-oh. Okay. So, and I always thought that this was kind of funny because um, I realize now as an adult that is probably most people don't have a chimney. 
uh-huh. I guess, in their house or on their house, however you want to put it. Well, growing up, we had a chimney, but it was blocked off. So I always thought that, that was crazy because I was like, well, how is Santa going to get in? Yeah. I was like, we actually have a chimney and it's blocked off to, you know, the world, I guess, to the outside world. So my parents just told me that he came in through the front door, which led to, well, do we leave the door unlocked or do we just, <laughs> what do we do? And they're like, well, we unlock it for him. I'm like, well, when? Like, how much time is in between? Like, I'm so inquisitive at this point in my life. I would say I was probably five or six. And uh, ultimately, I said, well, I'm going to stay down here and make sure that he can get in, you know, I don't, and they're like, no, we'll take care of it. I'm like, no, I need to, you know, I need, I need to do this. You know, I'm, I I'm, can get, see little I'm getting older. This. I need this responsibility. And then, um, I, I was asleep by eight o'clock. I remember my first house, like the house I like first grew up in before my parents moved to the house they're in now. We didn't have a fireplace. We didn't have a chimney. And I was just kind of like, still in that phase where I was kind of scared so like it worked that you know they had to set things out on the porch but when we moved into the house that we're in now we have a fireplace and the first Christmas there I was like oh I want to see Santa I want to see Santa I want to see him come down the, the the chimney and my dad and his best friend they were kind of you know getting everything ready for Christmas because my mom was working and my dad's friend's wife was working. They were both at the hospital doing midnights. God bless them. And I, they were like, Charles, you got to You got to go upstairs. You got to go to sleep. And I was just like, no, I'm sitting right here. They were playing video games. You know, I was just, no, I'm going to play video games with you. Like on PlayStation, like original OG. And like, let's play Need for Speed or, you know, Twisted Metal. Let's do this. And they're like, no, go to bed. And so my dad like packed me up the stairs and like put me to bed because I was only seven. And I was just like, "Uh uh-uh, nope, ran back down the stairs. And my dad's like, Chelsea Brooke, you got to go to bed. So my dad's friend thought it would be funny to tell me that Santa was, in fact, in Paducah. And all of my presents were going to go to the kids across the street. I was like, no way. My dad was like, yeah, yeah, Brooke, if you don't go to bed, Santa's going to give such and such, all your toys. Oh, you best believe when I found that out, I was like, oh, she can't have my Barbie. I bolted up the stairs and like went to bed. Now it took me like maybe an hour to actually fall asleep. And you know, it takes me a while to fall asleep in general. I'm just that person still as an adult. But yeah, I'll never forget my dad and his friend were like, if you don't go to sleep, your presents are going to other kids. I think any parent out there listening to this needs to believe that their kid is not actually going to stay up until eight o'clock the next morning. No, no way. Because I tried my absolute hardest when I was that age and I probably couldn't make it to 11. Oh, no, there's no way. Now, waking up at six, six or seven, you know, jumping on your parents' bed, that's a given. Yeah. Honestly, parents out there, you might buy yourself some more time in the morning if you let your kid stay up. (laughs) <laughs> I'm no I'm yeah. no parent, but I could write a book. You could. <laughs> Just on like your shenanigans as a child and I can add mine and There we go. That'd be a bestseller. It could be. 
There's also a great memory of when that next Christmas I discovered that Santa, you know, wasn't was my parents. Like, what? Uh, yeah, I discovered that Santa was actually Santa's my, not your parents. Yes, yes. Unfortunately, for those that can't see, I'm squinting. He is. I was Glaring. in third grade. Oh my. Oh my. It wasn't my fault. My dad just didn't move one of my big... My TV and my N64 that year, he didn't move them out of his car. And I saw it in the back of his car. And I was just like, oh, what's that? And like you, I was very inquisitive. And, right. And so we went to my grandma's and my dad was just like, oh, I got to run back home. And when we came back home, Santa had dropped off all of my gifts. Well, and here's how my parents always hit it. And I, I didn't know other families don't do this, but I also got presents from my parents. Yes, I would, too. So it was anything that I saw just mm-hmm. ended up being from them instead of Santa. And then I did know at one point I did stop believing, mm-hmm. but I continued for two to three years to tell my parents that I believed because I was old enough to realize that maybe Santa wasn't real. Mm-hmm. But apparently I wasn't old enough to realize that if I, they knew that I didn't believe that I wasn't going to get the presents. Yeah. I thought that Santa, the presents I got from Santa was just not going to exist anymore. Yeah, Does I was that, that one. No, I did that. <laughs> it's funny. A funny transition. And then you're like, well, we probably just going to get the same amount of stuff. <laughs> Don't be surprised if you ever get a Christmas present from my parents that says to Kaylin from Santa. They still do that. And I yeah, love it because it's cute. My parents do, too. I love that. And our final question, do you have a favorite Christmas song? The Panatonic Christmas, but that's mostly because Dwight and Creed do it on The Office. Oh, yeah. That's that's good. Mm-hmm. Mine is Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home by Darlene Love. Could we get a sample? Yes, you can, actually. No, I meant from you. No. No, don't worry about playing it like that. No, the audience doesn't want to hear the I'm real deal. They got on here to listen to you do it. I'm not singing. No, it would not be the Christmas miracle everyone's asking for. So with that, we hope everyone has a Merry Christmas and you get everything you've you wanted this year. I know this year has been very hard, and like most, we have all suffered in some way, some sort of fashion because of this. And I just want to thank everyone that has listened to Player to be Named later this year and liked it, subscribed, given any form of support. It means the world to me. As always, you can find us on Apple, SoundCloud, and Spotify. You can follow me on Twitter at Chelsea Brooke and at Dugout Dish. And you can follow Kalen on Twitter as well at Kalen P25. He's almost at 400 followers. He's one away. Somebody fix that. So Merry Christmas, guys.